Hello to everyone tuning in. Most of you are familiar with Celtics life, but if not, here's a quick rundown. We're a Boston Celtics fan site that covers everything Celtics. From the latest trade rumor to that other trade rumor. The Nets pick and how exactly Danny got his free Chipotle for life card, no one knows honestly. The pod covers all the same topics as our site does, but a little freely and from a weekly point of view. The best part of it all is we're talking about all of this from a fan's perspective. We'll cover last week's games and major stories, as well as looking into the week ahead. We'll change things up as the show evolves, so let us know if you want to hear something that comes to mind. So let's dive right in. All right. Um, so I think the probably the biggest story um, from last week was the hotly anticipated rematch against Washington, rather Wizards, and this uh, funeral theme that was <laughs> that that was was in the air before the game. Um, when I saw that the Wizards were planning on uh, wearing all black and, again, going with this uh, sort of funeral... WWE shit, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. One, it's going to blow up in their faces and they're going to look really, really dumb. Or two, they're going to play their, their asses off and the Celtics are going to lose pretty badly. And unfortunately, it seems like the latter happened. Um, I, you know, Isaiah Thomas was was fine being as dismiss as dismissive as he was. You know, saying that the the whole funeral thing was cute. Um, you know, saying that it wasn't really a rivalry that the Wizards were making a lot of it, but I, the, the Celtics didn't match the Wizards' intensity at all. It seems like. If anything, this was this was the the game seven of the finals for the Wizards. Yeah. Um, even though it was obviously just a regular season game, didn't mean too too much. Um, but I don't know. I suspected like last week. I actually I like to pat myself on the back. I absolutely nailed this week's predictions. Yeah, um, which is amazing to me because like I. I uh, as much as I like to think I'm smart, um, this was really just a shot in the dark that this was going to be the game that they lose. And it, for me, it was not even – this was before even we knew about the funeral stuff. It was just about the, the nose boop the last time they played. And it seemed to me like they, they were going to try to use that as fuel for a fire, and they, they didn't just do that. I mean, they, they really they, – they took it to the 10th degree. I mean, they really went with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they did win the game. Um, so that's all that matters. Um, but it, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it, it paints a certain picture of the Celtics. I just think that, no, not at you all. know, maybe, maybe they were just a little too dismissive. And I mean, apart from playing down to opponents, which is a really still a bad habit. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but on the other hand, uh, we have, you know, the, the Wizards are, they're, they're a decent team. No one would call them great. But on the other hand, we have the win against Houston, which I would say is probably the best win the Celtics have had all season. This I don't is, think there's any doubt about it. No, yeah, this is the first. This is the first, like, legitimately, like, high quality opponent that we've that we've beaten this season, and it was a pretty. It was a solid win. It's not like, you know, it came down to the last shot. Um, it, good win. But I don't know if we're, we we can go ahead and say that the Celtics are 
ready to be world beaters and now they're going to beat all of the good teams in the NBA. No, but they do have a pretty relaxed schedule. Um, I know they have a couple, at least at least one game, maybe two games against the Cavs still, and they have a game against the Clippers coming up soon. Yeah. Um, but this was one of the, the harder games left in the schedule, so this is pretty heartening. Yeah, that that, that is true. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still holding back. Knowing, you know, following the Celtics as long as I have and this year and last year, it, it seems like the Celtics will follow up a win like this with a pretty head-scratching loss. I mean, it didn't happen. They beat Orlando pretty pretty convincingly. I remember I was in my car, um, and I just glanced at the box score at one point, and I saw that the Celtics were up by, like, 40 points. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on here? Um, but Orlando is Orlando. Orlando isn't Houston. Um, so I fully expected them to win that game. But I did. I do remember on the last podcast um, saying that I felt like the Orlando matchup could have been a trap game. Um, but obviously, the Celtics. I doubt that wasn't so. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was on. I was there with you, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I mean, it's nice to see back-to-back wins like this against a against a good quality team and like a total beat down against the team that they sh- you know they should should be beating um but we'll see how the rest of the season plays out i i hope that there isn't another head scratching loss on the horizon but i guess we'll see um what happens but i i do want to backtrack a little bit and talk about this whole marcus smart thing and oh, the, the outburst, yeah, yeah, the little outburst that he had. Um, That's kind of my opinion. I mean, it was it was wouldn't have been good had he not responded immediately afterwards with an apology for for simmering over. But I'd rather see that than oh, I don't know, a certain tall Canadians. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he needed to apologize for anything. What did he do? I mean, he yelled at the coaching staff, um, which is kind of a no-no. That, I think, is what he was apologizing for, and I, I agree that needed to be apologized for. I think they understood, even when it was happening. No, sure, of course. But I think that apologizing was the right thing to do in terms of just having respect for his coworkers, um, and he did it. So I, I don't see any negativity from any of that. No, at, at no point um, in Marcus Mark's NBA career has he been painted as a guy that was like disrespectful to coaches or his, or his, uh, or his peers. Um, and if there's anything that we can say about Marcus Smart is that he's a very intense player. He, he obviously has a huge love for the game. So seeing something like this, this outburst, whatever you want to call it is really reassuring to me. Um, it shows me that he's like still he he's still super invested in the game, um, and you know he may have gone a little overboard yelling at the coaches or whatever. You know, have I a think little... he's sensitive just because of the combination of the the team culture being what it is and his days in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I think that that left a, a mark on him in a good way to control his emotions so they don't go too too far. And and again, I I agree. It's 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 all good. Just in case um, some of you listeners aren't aware of um, something that happened um, to Marcus Smart when he was back in Oklahoma, um, 
he got into an altercation with a fan. Um, there, there are a lot of uh, conflicting reports as to what the fan may have said. Um, it may have been racial in nature. Um, but Marcus Smart approached him, um, started yelling at him. Um, the Marcus Smart was banned, what was suspended, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. for a few games after that, and the the fan was um, banned for life. Um, from attending um, Oklahoma State games, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so it, it's obvious that, you know, some of that may be, it was years ago, but some of that may still be boiling over. Um, but like I said, Marcus Martin is a very intense player, so I don't, I don't see this as a negative. Um, if anything, it shows a lot of character from him. Um, maturity. That he, yeah, maturity that he, he you know, he apologized right after um, uh, realizing that maybe he went a little overboard. But I'm a big Marcus Smart fan. So I, I think he's he's going to get there. We, we see the, the defensive abilities. His offense is a little eh, sometimes, but he, he's, he's that guy. I, I think the Celtics should hold on to him for as long as possible. I'm seeing a fairly similar development curve to Bradley. You think so? I think so. I think that, I mean, Bradley was just all defensive specialist when he came in. And I mean, they have very different games to be sure. Um, but in terms of like, for me, when somebody comes into the league, there's always a drop off in shooting, even if they were a great shooter in college and defense is the smart place to put your energy while you are, I mean, Jalen Brown's doing it right now. You, I mean, he does have offensive outbursts, but he, he's doing his best to stay ahead of his man defensively to be valuable because you I mean you, you can't stay on the floor if you can't defend yeah and you know i, I don't think that um i i i'm i'm a believer that shooting can be taught and i do think that, that smart's game will continue to evolve i hope so um because i think that's that's like the missing piece he's obviously pretty much all there defensively um but if he plugs in this shooting he's he's gonna be a He's going to be a tough guy uh, to match up against and to and to try to go up against um, on a on a night to night basis. Um, but speaking of developing players, uh, Jalen Brown has has had himself quite a week. Um, he last last night, no, two nights ago um, against Milwaukee. Um, his stat lo- his stat line doesn't jump off the jump off the sheet. He had nine eight rebounds? Yes, it does. He led well, the team in rebounds. Yeah, eight, eight rebounds. That's a big deal, especially for the, for the Celtics. We all know, and if you don't know, uh, the Celtics are a little little, little allergic to rebounds, it seems. Um, but uh, Jalen Brown has had himself uh, pretty fine performances over this week. Um, and I don't know if I'm ready to say, hey, play him 20, 25 minutes a game. Um, but he played 27 minutes. That's a big deal. Um, coming from a few weeks ago when he was maybe getting like 10 minutes per game. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it has something to do with Avery Bradley still being out. Um, Al Horford being kind of spotty. Um, but I, I like I like this uh, Jalen Brown experiment. Yeah, I'm into it too. The uh, offensive outburst in Orlando, career-high 20 points. Yeah, 20 points. 
That was that was pretty heartening. I mean, like you know, Orlando is by no means a, a, a great team or anything like that, but um, they do. They have a Baca. They have they have. Um, my God, why am I blanking on his name? Expensive center. He's back Biombo, excuse me. Yes, Biombo, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not like he's just, like, cruising through the lane and doing whatever he wants. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, Orlando is an NBA team with NBA players. So, so for a rookie to come and score, for, for a rookie that honestly doesn't play very often, for him to come in and score 20 points against an NBA team with pretty good players, I think it's a big it is a big deal, and if nothing else, logging twenty seven minutes, uh, which was uh, one two fifth on the team, um, I think that maybe Brad Stevens is getting ready to roll the dice um, on him. Well, he's been playing mostly at power forward. He played twenty eight minutes in the the Bucks game also. And he seems like he's sliding into a very Al Horford kind of role in his absence. I mean, he put up a stat line that if I had just, like, left out the name, you could easily have thought that it was Horford either night. No, yeah, yeah. And it's it's nice to know that, you know, you can have – you can take Al Horford out and potentially plug in Jalen Brown and not have a big drop-off. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not – it's a two-game sample. So, it is, you know, but yeah. But but th- things are it's looking hard. good. Yeah, it, it's it's a little reassuring. It, it shows us that he was a good pick at number three. Um, although I, I I love the pick. Some people hated it. Whatever. Well, I so guess I was the biggest advocate. I probably <laughs> made everyone on every Celtics board everywhere very very irritated with my yeah. my insistence. We draft him. And they did, so <laughs> hopefully hopefully, hopefully it doesn't hang me. It doesn't look like it's going to so far, though. No, he's he's young. He still has so much to learn, um, but he he has it. Like, he, he at, at the very least, he looks like an NBA player. He's built like an NBA player. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens as the season rolls on. Um, but the All-Star game is coming up soon, and we do have an All-Star, uh, Isaiah Thomas. He wasn't uh, selected to be or voted in as a starter, but he is a reserve. And he's still in the game regardless. Um, we all know that. He got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> we won't get your ears uh, up anymore on it, but. Yeah, there were, there were a few uh, questionable all-star uh, choices and snubs. Um, Isaiah Thomas being one. We all know about Russell Westbrook. Um, That's just mind-boggling. Yeah, that's a, that's crazy. I don't know how you say what you want to say about his game, whether he takes too many shots or he's he's purposely going out there trying to play for a double a triple double. So um, yeah, he's doing a historic season in terms yeah. of like what he's putting up. It's it's happened a handful of times in the modern history of the NBA. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, if if he is playing for a triple double, so what? I mean. He's still getting a triple double at the end of the day, and Oklahoma City is not is playing, playing pretty for well. a championship. So what else do they have to go for? No, exactly. Um, so I don't I don't understand all the Russell Westbrook hate. But anyway, um, Isaiah Thomas. I know. Um, well, it seems like 
being selected as a, or being voted in as a starter would have been a big deal for him, but it didn't happen. Um, I don't think it takes away from the fact that he is an all-star back-to-back uh, seasons. Last year, he was uh, selected by the coaches. Um, this year, you know, as a reserve. Um, but hey, an all-star, all-star candidacy is all-star candidacy. Um, I think so. he'll get some run too, because he's a fun player to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, put him in for 15, 20 minutes at the end of the day. Seeing him trotting down the court is a big deal, regardless of how you want to how you want to slice it. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll maybe he'll turn into a triple double machine uh, as a result of this feeling like he he was snubbed. Although I don't think that will ever happen because he's not Isaiah Thomas isn't exactly known for rebounding the ball very well. Um, True. Being short kind of impedes that. Yeah, just uh, just a little bit. Um, it kind of gets in the way. Um, but uh, moving forward, we got some news of GE logos, General Electric Motor, uh, General Electric logos on the Celtics jerseys. Um, ads. They're I forget the exact dimensions. They're not very big. They're they're tinier than I thought. I yeah. hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. But if I have to have them, then this is about as good as I could have hoped for. But why do you dislike them so much? Um. Well, look, there's ads in between the games. There's ads at the 14,000 timeouts at the end of the games for the last 30 seconds of regulation. There's ads on the court. There's ads on the side of the court. There's ads on the way into the arena. There's Where is there not ads? There's ads everywhere and the incredible inerexable creep of ads everywhere in society like i get it it's paying for things it's making it's adding improvements uh, but there's just a part of me that is just yeah i could just do with less not more all right so this is the this is the scenario you're sitting at home you're watching the celtics game um, I can guarantee you, regardless of how big your television is, I would argue that you probably won't even see it. You probably won't even see it. I hope so. I mean, that, that's why I'm, I'm kind of just like, all right, so what? I mean, but it is the, the way it is. I kind of tend to agree, and it's, it's it's not even necessarily an aesthetic thing for me so much as it is just uh, enough. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're they're so small. I I don't see them getting in the way, and it's not like the NBA will like going forward. Like let's Go say you soccer. Wanna, yeah, like you like if you want to buy a Celtics jersey, you don't have to get one. Um, with the with the logo on it or with the yeah, ad on it. Yeah, <laughs> from what I can remember, the report saying is that you they're going to offer both. Um, so you won't, you know. Really, they're going to offer ones with a logo on it. I wonder if the, I, I'm I'm really curious now to see if there's going to be a difference in terms of sales. I, I that's actually a good point. I mean, maybe some people like it. 
you know, I have heard people who say that they actually support it. I mean, not necessarily from an aesthetic perspective, but I mean, the league, in my opinion, with the money that it has flowing through right now is as good as it's ever been. So, I mean, there is an argument to be made that the more money there is in the league, the better the players you can attract, the more things you can do, and the more interesting it'll be. I mean, look at it this way. Soccer jerseys have a bunch of advertisements on them, and people wear soccer jerseys all the time. It's true. So, I don't... I mean, I know it's a little weird because historically, NBA jerseys haven't had advertisements on them. Um... I may be the old man yelling at the cloud. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. People have their preferences. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. You think it might might be the, the end of the world, but I, I, I think we'll be all right. Um, Amy Bradley is out at least another week. Good. Um, Stay that, out. Get healthy. Yeah, yep. I 100% agree. I don't want him – I don't want him in a gym – as long as he's not feeling 100%. Well, maybe a gym. He does have three other limbs. <laughs> I still don't want him in a gym. I don't want him near a gym. I want him at home recovering. True. Having uh, a, a trainer come to his house and massage him or whatever it is that he needs done. Throw him he in was, a cold bath. Yeah, throw him in a cold bath, ice bath, wine bath, whatever NBA players are doing nowadays. Um, but yeah, I'm... I'm totally fine with him keeping keeping himself uh, home and recovering accordingly. Um, so we've had some rumblings on the trade front. Jevic, yeah, uh, Orlando and Boston have reportedly had some talks uh, surrounding him. Um, what do you think of what do you think of the Celtics being linked to yet another um, yet another trade rumor? Well, you know, I did think about him a little bit. I'm a little bit concerned um, with like, here's here's the deal with Vucevic. If we take him on, we are out of the free agent market this summer. Conversely, the free agent market this summer kind of stinks unless somebody shakes free that doesn't look like they're going to shake free at the moment. There's a pretty, pretty small chance we're going to get that player like that, you know, in, in quotation marks um, or capitalized or however you want to talk about it. Um, the guy who's going to bring us into contention, he's not going to be that guy, but he might be the guy to get us to the finals. If say, you know, Toronto and or Cleveland have, injury issues he could be the person in terms of covering rebounding and, and being capable of adding a good offensive punch um and his contract's pretty manageable i mean it's in the 12 million mark it goes for two more years after this season um he adds close to 10 rebounds a game 9.7 averaging this season with 14 points so that's a pretty pretty potent combination and lacking in areas where you know for He's not going to take over a game in terms of scoring some offense, but I mean, he's averaged as high as nearly 20 points per game yeah. in his career. So I mean, he could he could definitely in the right system, um, getting fed at the post, he could he could be a really good way to balance the team's offensive capabilities while also 
you know, further adding some rim protection and, and some really badly needed rebounding. So for what he's making, um, I think that he would be, actually be a pretty solid add because he's going to be movable. If somebody looks to be available in the trade market, he's still very young. Um, his production is probably not going to going to wane off for at least another, you know, for the for the duration of his contract, he's going to be, I think, a safe investment, particularly considering he's making below league average um, as a starter. And I think he is a starter, not a not a great starter, but a starter quality player. So not not the top of the, you know, I mean, it's going to it'll, it'll kill a lot of the flexibility that we know that Danny wants. So there is that. But I do think that at the end of the trade deadline period, um, if he's still on the market and we haven't found anyone that looks like they're going to be a bigger fish to shake free, I would not at all be surprised if we do make a move for him. You see, I don't like the idea of a trade um, for a guy that we can plug in, but we we have to basically wait and hope that something happens to one of uh, Toronto or Cleveland star players in order for us to, you know, move up the boards. Like, what I, do we really have at this point, honestly? Yeah, that's true. You know, because, I mean, we, we, we the guy to get in free agency is probably not going to be there. It looks fairly strongly like everybody's going to be coming back to their teams with maybe the exception of Blake. The next couple of weeks are going to give us a big clue about that. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, what happens with that. Definitely something to follow, though. You know, I mean, if he can't carry the team in, in Chris's absence, Chris Paul's absence, Chris is out with an injury yeah. until, I think, March. Um, then, you know, it could be possible that they blow him up. There's there's some simmerings going on with, with Mello um, possibly going there. It's some, you know, as an aside, some rumors that we might get involved also as a third party. Um, nope. nope. Something I mentioned, I know you don't want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't think. Let me just like put that rumor to bed. Unless we are trading for Melo or for one of the larger salary teams, um, I could be wrong. But I did a dive um, into an article on trading for Melo or, or working as, as it turns out, as a third party facilitator. We would have to the way the salaries worked um, take on somebody. Um, I know it would break the hearts of some of you guys to hear that we'd have to include Paul Pierce in a trade um, with one of their one of their big names like DeAndre or Blake or Chris Paul. Um they're not they're not trading DeAndre period ever. And um I don't think they're going to move Chris Paul and we wouldn't want him based on you know, he's great, he's amazing, he's transcendent, whatever. Um maybe we would want him. I don't know. I'm speaking for everyone here. But I wouldn't want him because of his age. Um I don't think he puts us into contention either, particularly with what we have to give up to get him. Exactly. Yeah, so I just like in terms of like shaking loose a, a smaller player, like um, I don't know. Why am I flaking on um? My God, he has a ringer, not ringer. He has his own podcast. Um, I need more coffee. <laughs> Bear with me. J.J. Redick. There you go. 
Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Anyway, JJ Reddick's salary is is too small um, to fit into a trade package that could work with the Celtics and the Clippers are in a situation where they are unable to move parts directly with Cleveland in a way that wouldn't gut their team. Um, or excuse me, with the Knicks. Yeah, I do need more coffee. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. It's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm. I want no parts of this. I don't want to be a third. I don't want to be a third party in this. I don't want to read any more mellow trade rumors. I don't care if they have anything to do with us. I'm just tired of it. Just get mellow out of out of New York and let that be that. That that saga hasn't gone very well. Um, especially with Phil Jackson around, so let's just put that to bed and leave everybody alone. But another uh, another player that we were apparently kicking the tires on is Larry Sanders. Larry Sanders has been out of the league for two uh, years. Two yeah, um, he was dealing with personal issues that he tended to, uh, which I respect one hundred percent. You know, deal with what you got to deal with. Um, take care of yourself first and foremost, and then, you know, come back potentially when you're ready. Um, so uh, the Celtics were li- linked to Larry Sanders because um, he is a big man who rebounded pretty well, uh, blo- was leading the league in block shots with almost three per game in 2014, yeah. Yeah, 2014, 2015. Um, but some sad news. Uh, it seems as though the Celtics are going to take a pass on Larry Sanders for now. Uh, the Boston Globe was reporting that, according, Washburn, yeah. Yeah, according to a team source, the workout that he had with the Celtics didn't go very well. So, I mean, that's kind of to be expected. You, you know, step away yeah. from, even if you're super athletic, if you're not playing all the time after two years, you're not going to be ready. You know, no. you have to spend a lot of time in the D League and. Even yeah. then, even then, there's a lot of risk. You know, I, I'm 100% supportive of what Larry Sanders did. I think a lot of the flack that he gets when his name comes up is unfair. Yeah. Uh, I think you really want a player who has enough um, presence of mind to seek help and get away from the game when he has problems like this instead of, I won't name any particular player's name, but say turning to drink or drugs um, to bury them and getting you know, tossed from team to team, trying to revive your career while doing nothing about it. Yeah. So I think, I think that, uh, there's, there's plenty of, um, reasons to support Larry Sanders as a person, but when you're running a team, um, you have to, you have to factor in the fact that it's not just his athleticism that's concerned, so if it's a long-term thing where he's going to be spending time in D-League to get back into the game and not just stepping right back into a role that he wants, that's something to worry about. Yeah. That is true. Well, all right. So so we got no Mello to Boston, no Larry Sanders, it seems, for right now. Uh, but I guess we'll see. I, I'd be willing. I, I Well, I wouldn't be willing because I'm not, I don't own the team, but I would be okay with seeing, even though the workout apparently didn't go very well, uh, like you said, obviously, uh, he hasn't been playing for a few years, no matter 
if regardless of whether or not he stayed in shape, was at the gym all the time, whatever, like it's still it's still different. Um, I'd be willing um, for the Celtics to just take a shot, um, see if he can get into shape as he plays or as you know, as he get, gets back into the game um, full time. Um, because I think he would be a valuable asset. Um, and if nothing else, he, it seems like you would be giving up a roster spot with somebody like James Young, who I honestly can't remember the last time he played. Um, I mean, any... he's had some spotty contributions of, of note over the season, but I agree with you. Like, I'm, I'm personally, I would be willing to give it just, just because of the potential that's, that's, you know, still theoretically there. Yeah. Given given the right environment, I would I would also be up for that. But like, I completely understand what I, I'm assuming the rationale is. Um, why wouldn't you take a flyer unless you were concerned that the the time you would need to put in might be less about val- might get less of a return than what you're going to get from James Young. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll see. It's a uh, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. All right. Let's have some some let's do some quick takes. Um, Rondo and the Bulls and Dwayne Wade and the whole Boston thing. Okay, Rondo, Rondo, I love Rondo. Don't don't hate on me, Rondo apologists. Um, I love Rondo too. <laughs> I, I do, man. I I, I want to see him succeed, but he needs to realize that Doc Rivers is not his coach, and those days are gone. Yeah. That is that is true. <laughs> now that said, there is some, there is you know the 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 rest of the team, not including Rondo, reportedly has been complaining that it is basically buddy ball between Butler and Wade, and that they want Wade to practice more, and it doesn't it doesn't sound like uh, this team is going to be making the playoffs. <sighs> not if this stuff continues there's just like so much animosity there i it's hard to say who likes who what the what the real beef is if there is any beef if rondo was just trying to sort of wake uh wake his team up or wake Dwayne wade up or what have you i think Um, he's just being rondo uh, i think he's just being rondo um all right uh brown turning down the dunk contest I'm disappointed personally from an entertainment perspective and 100% supportive from a save your body for games that actually matter perspective. Do you, th- I mean, I guess we, we, we don't know, but I, I wonder how, how much of a strain it puts on your body to participate in the dunk contest. Because I guess it, it does go beyond the dunk contest. You do have to prep for it. Why you don't all to- players dunk too? Yeah. You know, because it, it can hurt you and it takes a lot out of you every time you do it. You know, and I like the fact that he's approaching this from a bodily integrity perspective um, to put his energy towards games that matter. You know, I mean, he hasn't explicitly said that. He's just said that he wants to, you know, take care of himself. Yeah. But I'm assuming that's the rationale. No, you got to take care of yourself before you do all of these things. Um, What about him not being invited to the Rising Stars um, you know, that's another chip to put on the shoulder of a team with lots of chips on their shoulders. I think he just came on a little too late. Yeah. Had he had uh, this this week that he's had, like two weeks ago, I, I think maybe they would have 
extended an, inv an invitation, uh, but I think it was a little too late. But I guess we'll never know. Um, we spoke about Marcus Smart and the whole Wizards thing. I think we're both pretty much behind it, I would say, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what about the um, Ibaka trade proposals floating out there um, from Keith Smith and um, several others? Do you want to fill me in on that? Okay, so a um, couple of people out there have been talking about kicking their tires on an Ibaka trade. Um, and in, from a strictly cat geek perspective, it makes a lot of sense. He is a potentially, I mean, he's basically, his numbers are very similar to Al Horford's, maybe even a little bit better in some areas, um, particularly recently. Of course, injuries may have been playing into that. Um, and he doesn't come with long-term money. You know, he's only got the rest of this year um, before he needs to be, you know, re-signed or let walk. Um, so you'd really, it's pretty rare that you would, I mean, he's everything we would want from a player like Andrew Bogut um, with a bit more of an offensive game and a perimeter spacing ability. Um, so he's, he's potentially a very valuable player um, and Orlando is going nowhere and if, now, if you were just talking in a vacuum, if the management was just looking to maximize their assets, then it would make a lot of sense for them to move him and just, you know, take a, a pretty solid return in terms of young players and maybe a variety of, of uh, non-lottery firsts, maybe like two, something like maybe next year's Boston and I don't know, maybe the Boston the year after that or something. Um, or, you know, a good collection of second rounders, like maybe say this year's Minnesota, um, which is going to fall just outside of the first round, most likely, um, plus uh, next year's Boston pick. Something like that would be a great return, um, and everybody would go away happy, and that all sounds good, except for one problem. Ibaka was acquired by trading away Oladipo, um, as well as a lottery pick. So that's two lottery picks for this guy that they clearly, I mean, these guys have not been able to get into the playoffs for some time now. I forget how many years it is. It's like four or five years. Yeah. I mean, basically since uh, Dwight left Orlando. Yeah, Dwight Howard days. Yep. So they are under the gun. They're going to get canned almost certainly um, if they don't turn it around next season. And um, if they trade away Ibaka, they are not turning it around next season. So they are not trading Ibaka. They're just yeah. not. Not without, not unless they get basically like they would probably pull the trigger on this year's Brooklyn pick, next year's Brooklyn pick, or maybe the um, the Memphis 2019 pick. Um, also with young players, which is just too rich of a guy who could just walk at the end of the season for Boston. Yeah, I think. no, I'm not willing to give up so much for what seems like a rental. Yeah, um, and you don't even know if he's going to keep up this level of production if he does resign too. Exactly. You know? So um, yeah, so nope, 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 and no. Yep. Um, the top three teams in the East, Cleveland, Toronto, and Boston, have all had skids uh, over the past week. Um, I chalk that up to pre-All-Star week blues. Um, players are tired, need a break. What do you think? Um, yeah, DeRozan's injury, um, a little bit of infighting, trying to still kind of sort out the uh, J.R. Smith 
situation in Cleveland. I mean, I know it's been going on for a while, but they still haven't really come up with a solution for that. They don't have yeah. ball distribution and LeBron is, is rightfully making some noise about it. And Dan Gilbert is turning around and saying, well, maybe not $40 million. And, no, you did not. That's just what you lost in terms of like clearly defined NBA related revenue. Yeah. Um, make it up. If you yeah. Know. Um, right. Anything else to cover before we jump into the week ahead? Mm, I think we pretty much got everything. Everything that's important. I mean, I yeah. Uh, so yeah, no mellow, uh, no Larry Sanders. Uh, yeah, the, the NBA is a mess right now. You got Golden State just beating everybody by like four hundred points, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have this stuff going on in Cleveland. You have all these injuries. You have all these players trying to come back um, from from God knows where. Integrating uh, Jared Sollinger into Toronto. Yeah, you got uh, Russell Westbrook and just triple doubles, and yeah, there's just so much going on. It's a little overwhelming, but I mean, it's a good good season. Um, it should be a fun All Star game. Um, but yeah, the the midway point of the season is always a funny one. There's always a lot going on, um, but I'm sure the players are happy to have some time off i feel like where we're where we expected to be yeah i don't think anything's too too surprising so far no there i would say the journey yes but where we're at now no no yeah i i would say there were about three or four losses well i would say maybe even five or six games that just got away from us um so i think our record should be a little better but it is what it is i mean right now we're second in the east that's that's one thing we didn't we had have not said. Yeah, we're yeah. second in the East. Well, let's let's talk about that as we uh, go through the games because that's gonna yeah. be. Yeah, that's gonna that's a that's gonna. Be so a, we got we got Detroit though. and then Toronto coming up um, very very soon. Um, yeah, we should beat Detroit. They're, yeah, they're Detroit is tonight. Um, twenty-one and sixteen. And they're in a tie right now. Um, last I checked, anyway, uh, for ninth with the Bucks. And um, you know they're they're not they're not doing great. They're not doing terrible. Um, they just got Reggie back fairly recently. Um, they're finally mostly healthy. Um, so the the fact that they've lost the the last two games and five of the last ten um, might be a little misleading. They're almost certainly going to be a win for us, but um, not if we play down to them yeah it's it's a nationally televised game too yep so, so they're gonna show up yeah they'll show up but i think the i think the celtics can take care of them and then um, we're gonna play toronto that's a big one that's a big one we actually have two big games this week they're playing the clippers later this week but i would say that the toronto game um in terms of seating obviously i um, think that's gonna decide um who's going to be the team with the coach at the all-star game and i think I, I I don't know if that's secondary or primary at this point. I want to say it's primary. Let's go into the All-Star game with... with that's the Brad one thing we can snatch back. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool to see Brad Stevens coaching a group of East All-Stars. That would be pretty cool. It wouldn't hurt for recruiting. And if, again, I, I think I said this in a... Uh, maybe not the last podcast, but the podcast before that. If 
Brad Stevens is coaching the All-Star game, it means that we're second in the East, which is an even bigger deal. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they did uh, the Boston Celtics did beat Houston, um, a good team. So it's not like they're incapable of beating Toronto, but it every time Boston matches up against Toronto, it's it just seems like they're kind of outmatched. They aren't being totally outplayed, but they they are clearly outmatched. Yeah, I think it's just a matchup thing. I'm really yeah. hoping I'm really hoping that their their struggles integrating Sully are going to be continued. I mean, Sully was terrible in the last game that I saw them play. He was a zero for one, no points in seven minutes. I think he had like one or two boards. Um, you really think uh, that losing streak is El DeRozan? Do you think that uh, trying to get, you know, I mean, you have to play Sully as a, as a fairly significant offseason acquisition? I Like I was saying sort of about the All-Star game, I really feel like it, it's m- most of the teams that are going through skids right now, uh, whether it's the top of the East, the bottom of the East, top of the West, bottom of the West, it's just fatigue at this point. Um, so... I think players right now are at a point where they they may be injured and are able to play, but at this point in the season, they would rather just take the night off instead of just playing through XYZ injury. Even if they're just like 90%, they're going to hold out because of that 10% and just wait for the all-star break to pass by and and just deal with the rest of the season. I I don't know if um if uh Toronto um just can't beat anybody without DeRozan. Um I think they can and I'm sure maybe DeRozan can play if like he really wanted to, but I'm sure there he's just holding out um for the All-Star break. If that makes if that makes sense. DeRozan was uh, pretty good in his first game back. He was six six of eighteen from uh, for a line of twenty two points that night. So I don't I don't think we can depend on him being uh, a tentative, you know, careful player. You think so? I mean, I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, the first few minutes will dictate a lot. Um, but maybe he'll be so confident that the that Toronto will just beat up on Boston again and he'll just kind of coast through the game and have an off night. Let's hope. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> that that would be cool. Um we got a game against the Lakers. Beginning of the big West Coast trip, yep. Um I think the Laker game is a win. Oh, I, I would be very I mean, hey, you know, they beat us last year with Lynn. Having a huge night. The Lakers did also beat Golden State. Well, this was last year. Um, so, but that was without Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, they they are capable of beating Boston should they show up and expect to win, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So, we got a win against Detroit. Uh, what do you say, win or loss against Toronto? Um, I think it's going to be the the opposite of, of um, last week. 
I think we're going to have three wins in a row and then a loss to the Clippers. I don't think we're beating the Clippers. You really? Even without Chris Paul? Nope. Nope. This is going to be one of the, I mean, they are very close to us in terms of uh, record. They're fourth in the West. That's because the West is, you know, more competitive. Their record right now is 30 and 18. Um, which is just one win better than us. So in terms of, you know, they, they very much parallel Boston situation in the West um, in terms of they're probably not good enough to get to the finals, but could if things shake out right or they make the right move. Um, and people are going to be very skeptical of how they're going to do with, with Chris Paul out and Blake should be fully healthy. And I think that he's going to try to put on a show. Um, so I think we should expect one of the better games of him for the year based on the setting and the timing. Um, I'm not saying we can't beat them. I'm just going to be surprised if we come out and actually do beat them. Yeah. If Avery Bradley was in the game, do we? is that a win or still no? Um... I don't think that that's going to be the decisive factor. I think it's going to be shutting down Blake. Um, who do we put up? Who do we match him up with? That was I was just thinking. I think Jalen Brown could handle him for some of the time. I think Marcus yeah. Smart can give some good help. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a problem. So you give him no chance. I don't give him no chance. I just think that if we're going to, I think we're going to win three of the four games. Um, and if it's not the Clippers, it's going to be Toronto that we lose. Um, it really, I kind of feel like we might get a little high horse, think a little bit too much of ourselves if we do beat Toronto. And I think we're going to beat Toronto. And I think that combined with, with Blake coming back, um, with a chip on his shoulder, he's, you know, you got to keep in mind, he's been in trade rumors. People have been questioning, um, his value going forward because of the repeated, um, operations and injuries, um, and character issues from the punching thing last year too. So I think he's going to come hard. And I think that, um, you know, I mean, if, if Horford is back, um, that'll help, but I mean, he's not going to be the, the best cover for him. Um, I think he'll help, um, but I think we're going to need more help. I mean, you still ha- have DeAndre Jordan, exactly. um, who I I don't think we have any matchup. No. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Amir, Amir Johnson isn't touching him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, don't, I don't see any way. Um, I, I mean, you can probably double team and limit him a little bit, maybe put Marcus Smart on him, uh, but... Yeah, I, I think he he's – I don't want to say he's our biggest problem with them. I would say Blake is for sure. Um, but he's another big factor there. Um, but I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say that uh, to finish off the week, the Celtics will beat Detroit, Toronto, and the Clippers, but will lose to the Lakers. Whoa, after, so you're, after, going, you're going full Justin last week. Yeah, after, after a Toronto – after a Toronto win. Frankly speaking, that would make me overjoyed if you are correct. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. That's a good week. I think that's a good week. Beat Toronto and the Clippers, but lose to the Lakers. Eh, you know, good teams lose to bad teams. So, I, I'd be cool with that. Like but, if we, but if we beat 
Detroit and the Lakers, but lose to Toronto and the Clippers, then I would say that our win against Houston meant nothing. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. That's more indicative of them having a bad night than us necessarily being great, which isn't really, I don't really feel that's true, but it would be hard to argue against that if that does happen. Yeah. So you're going three and one. I'm going three and one as well, or maybe two and two. Okay. Well, we'll find uh, out. Man, we're so hard on the Celtics, man. Good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I prefer this. I don't want to. I don't want to be like, yeah, the Celtics are gonna go undefeated the rest of the season. They're gonna beat everybody by twenty-five points because obviously that's not gonna happen. Man, I hope but, for the best and plan for the worst. I think it's a good way to approach sports too. No, yeah, for sure. Well, guys, uh, you can check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. Uh, we have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store, and you can even get tickets to the Celtics next game under that same heading. Um, now you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, and MixCloud. So you guys have no excuses. We're everywhere. Um, so yeah, so the Celtics will come away. Um, let's just say three and one after this week um, going into the all-star break and we'll be seeing Isaiah Thomas there. No Jalen Brown in the dunk contest, which makes me a little sad, but yeah, I'd rather him protect himself and take care of his body before anything else. Um, So yeah, I think that's everything. Uh, Just want to thank you guys for checking us out this week and we will be back next week. Don't forget the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Um, that's on Sunday. I'm sure nobody has forgotten that, so I don't know why I said well, don't just forget. Just in case, we've got it covered. Yeah, ju- yeah just in know. case. We're, we're reminding you. So uh, <laughs> mark your calendars, Super Bowl um, on Sunday. Hopefully the Pats win. And yeah, go Celtics.